Hey, welcome to Sound Guy Tips Podcast. This week's episode, I wanted to do kind of a continuation from last week where I went through uh, some troubleshooting issues at a festival. And the end of the episode kind of ended up with saying things that, you know, you should have on hand to be able to fix problems that, you know, could come up. And you go in hoping that they don't come up. But I wanted to continue on and take this episode and walk through some basic items that you should be carrying in a personal toolbox or road case or something. Just things that you should have on you regardless of whether you think they're going to be provided for you or not. You should just come prepared with these items. So I started doing kind of a list of the top 10 things you should have in a toolbox, and there's definitely way more than 10. So I just kind of did 10 categories with small variety of items in each one. And, you know, with the whole COVID situation, you know, it's it's kind of tough for me to figure out things to talk about that are going to be relevant to somebody listening to it right now. And... At this point, this topic is kind of completely irrelevant, but it's still something that I wanted to do um, and just have up here for the future. So let's get this thing going. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips. I've created this show because I am dedicated to sharing as much knowledge as I can about the world of live sound. Listen, Getting into the world of live audio can certainly be intimidating, but I'm here to teach you the technical aspects, key mindsets, and how to thrive socially to stay on top of call lists, land an awesome house gig, or get yourself on retainer with a great touring band. So this is Sound Guy Tips. Now can we cut this music out? Oh man, I'm sick of all this inspirational crap. There we go, that's better. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips Podcast again. Uh, my name is Jonah Kay. Before I start on the list, uh, I wanted to say what you should have on your person uh, on top of this toolbox. I would, I would say that you always need to have a flashlight, a Sharpie, and some type of multi-tool like a Leatherman that has a knife or pliers. Okay, Just ha- have that on you all the time because that's the most common thing you're going to be grabbing for. So with that said, I'm just going to get right into the list of stuff that you should be carrying with you personally when you go to do a gig. doesn't matter how big or small, just bring your little case with you. So in no particular order, the first item I'm going to talk about is speak on couplers. So NL4 and NL8. NL4 is more applicable most of the time compared to NL8, which is normally used to hook up, uh, you know, do breakouts to more speaker boxes and stuff like that. But definitely NL4 couplers. So you need these to be able to get the length out of cable. You need to be able to run monitors to where they need to go on the stage. Sometimes you're left with uh, speaker cable uh, that you know, maybe you end up with a couple 50s and a couple 75s and a couple 25s, and then you have to run the monitors from the amplifier 
to the stage position that the player wants them to be in. And every stage configuration is different. A lot of the times they're three across the front, four across the front or whatever, and maybe one at the drums. But sometimes they have some mid stage and they have or you need to hook up an extra or maybe you have pairs and you need to break up um, the, a pair into two individuals that then move across the stage. And what happens when you run out of cable because it just reaches from the amplifier to the speaker. You need to have a speak on coupler to plug into that cable, get another speaker cable and plug it in to extend it to get the box where you need it to be uh, for the performer. You don't want to be that guy who's like, nope, it can't go anywhere. It's just going to be right here and deal with it. Like it's your job to accommodate the artist. So make sure you have speak on couplers, like just have three or four of them in your case at all times. And it doesn't hurt to have uh, an NL8 as well. So the next one is going to be XLR turnarounds. So that's going to be a male-to-male or female-to-female XLR turnaround. So then you can change the sex on either end to accommodate what it's going to be used for. Sometimes you just run out of... Uh, the ability on on snakes and other things to be able to plug in the number of cables you need to go from one place to another. Um, and having these turnarounds can really save you. And if you listen to the last episode, you'll know how I use them. Uh, they're just really handy to have. They're really small. They're adapters. And a few of the things I'll be mentioning are small adapters that are commonly used. Okay, Adapters for different size cables are really important because sometimes people don't bring you what you need to plug stuff in. So I'm going to call this number three, and it's going to be quarter inch to XLRs in cable form, small cable form I found is the best. Um, either male or female XLR to male quarter inch uh, TS or TRS. The most common use I've found for quarter inch to XLR cables, either male or female, both are for people's wireless units. So people show up with sometimes crappy wireless units that only have quarter inch outputs or inputs, depending on whether it's a wireless mic or it's a wireless in-ear. So if it's an in-ear, you're going to need a quarter inch to female so that you can plug it into an output so you can send them signal back to their headphones. It really sucks when they, when people show up with a variety of different things that aren't in a rack and expect you to provide the correct adapter cabling when you know most things are plugged in through XLR. So another thing is quarter inch to eighth inch headphone adapters. Uh, and I would say always have like four or five of these. Just have a bunch of them because they're the most common to break. Uh, just with being jammed in places or banging around and just have a bunch of them because, you know, having your eighth inch headphones in ears, not being able to plug into a desk or plug into something else really sucks when you need it. Uh, And it's also, you know, people are going to be missing them and come ask you, hey, do you have an extra adapter? And if you have four or five, yeah, you can lend one out and hopefully you get it back. But at least you have some extra They're very small, so it's easy to carry a bunch of them. All right, so number four, I'm going to go with some type of DI box, like an AVDI or a USB DI, which could be a little bit more expensive. Um, Some way for you to get audio into the desk, either for testing purposes, so you can test your speakers with tunes, 
or that you have music for playback. Oftentimes, you are expected to provide uh, ambient music or background music. Um, and you need a DI that can handle that and hopefully one that can go into one channel to provide that. And with that, you should be carrying a couple of cables that do, uh, eighth inch, you know, to be able to go into your phone to, and so like an eighth to a dual quarter inch cable, carry a couple of those. Cause those can often break or, or be faulty as well. Uh, just with the, the way they get abused and used. So Make sure you, you need some type of DI or even the USB DI is good because you can plug it directly from your computer into it and then go straight into the board um, or even just bring a USB stick that has music on it. But it's a lot easier if you have a DI because then anybody can plug an audio source in uh, for any type of playback. So number five, I'm going to go with actual tools. So a small variety of screwdrivers or Allen keys. Maybe two multi-tools would probably do the job. One screwdriver that has multi-bits and an Allen key set that has, you know, small to medium-sized Allen keys. There's so many times that artists show up and need something fixed on their gear uh, that don't have text with them. And they don't bring these tools because they just, I don't know, a lot of people don't think of it. Um, but it's just you know, they're not, they don't take up a lot of room. You just basically put a couple multi-tools in there just in case. So I'm going to call this number six, but I'm going to go right to C-Wrench. That's another really common one. Uh, maybe even a couple different sized C-Wrenches, an extra big one just in case. Uh, also, it's good if you need to like whack something into place. Uh, that, that happens all the time. Uh, or a smaller C-wrench that's easier to handle and easier to put in your pocket while you're working if you don't have a little tool belt. I'm not suggesting everybody needs to wear you know, a tool belt if you don't want to be that guy. But having a small C-wrench uh, or if you want to get even fancier, carry uh, one of those multi-wrenches designed for hanging uh truss hooks for light fixtures or whatever you need. But something designed to grab on to the bolt that's going to tighten the hook on for lighting fixtures is really handy to have. A lot of times people go to setups and everyone's like, who's got a wrench? I need to do this. And it's like, who? how did you not bring one? But anyways, so I'm going to get to number seven, which is going to be a range of batteries, at least four double A's, four triple A's, some nine volts, um, and maybe a battery pack for charging phones that you can plug USB in, in case you're in a situation where you don't have power. Um, I don't know. That goes without saying. Okay, just bring a few packs, at least one pack of each type of battery, because maybe you have a personal device that needs batteries that die out of nowhere. But artists always have some weird thing where they need a battery and they don't have one. Well, just bring some with you. And I know that, you know, you don't want to be the guy that everybody goes and steals his batteries. Like you can, you can be protective of them and only hand them out when it's like in a pinch and you're like, okay, I have some here. You know, if it's like, you know, a really pressure moment or something, at least, you know, you have some. So number eight, I'm going to say carry extra flashlights uh, or a headlamp. 
you know, maybe you don't want to be wearing a headlamp all the time or you're working and it's daytime and it turns to night while you have your headlamp, you can put it on um, or at least have extra flashlights because they're the type of thing that can drop or get broken or go missing if you lend it to somebody for a few minutes. Well, you need to have a backup because it sucks when you don't have a light and it's really dark because it seems like everywhere you go to like fix a cable or replug in a cable, it's like pitch black for some reason, even if it's like really light everywhere else. So just carry a couple extra flashlights that you just never touch unless uh, you lose your main one. All right. Number nine, um, you need to be carrying a bunch of tape. Okay. Spike tape, high colored tape white tape, some electrical tape, some black uh, cloth gaff tape, uh, and, you know, carry a handful of Sharpies uh, or black markers or some type of marker that you can use. You need electrical tape because, you know, you're going to be taping cables to stuff. Uh, Spike tape because maybe you need to label a desk or you need to, you know, label all the cables as you go. So, when you need to go back and troubleshoot something, they're all labeled. You just run up and you know what's plugged into what because sometimes the layouts can get kind of confusing if it's not gear you're 100% familiar with. Um, and especially on stage, it's good to have white or gray tape that you can use to mark cables with so that when the lights hit them, uh, you know, the black light or blue light from, from stage lights hit them that they're not glowing like neon pink and neon green. Uh, I prefer to have, you know, a more muted color tape on stage to label mic channels just so it's not, you know, sticking out too poorly. But when you need to go look and, ch- and chase something down, it's labeled properly. Or on the other hand, if you know it's going to be a hectic show and you don't care if it looks that way, use the high-vis neon tape to label your stuff. And when you know you shine a light on it, it'll it'll brighten up and you can see the end of the cable like right away in a, in a dark corner. And I got to say, one of my favorite things is tape labeling stuff. Not only is it idiot-proofing it for me so I don't have to think about it or remember what I did, it's idiot-proofing it for everyone else, and they can walk up and see what's what. And of course, I said just a couple seconds ago, but make sure you have lots of extra black markers and Sharpies. It's one of the most common asked-for item that people want to borrow from you, and my advice is give them uh, give them a marker with no lid on it so they have no way to close it or put it in their pocket so they'll give it back to you. And the last thing I would say is a small soldering iron and some solder. Um, this might be a little advanced for some people. If you're not an electronics guy or you're not used to sitting on the bench at the shop all day, soldering new cables or anything like that, but just having one on hand, even, you know, if you're not really good at it, somebody else is, uh, and you can at least say, Hey, come over and help me fix this cable, uh, maybe in some downtime or whatever the case is. And if you don't have it, chances are that they're not just carrying one on them. Um, So if you need a cable fixed or you need to make a new cable to solve a problem by taking a couple apart and splicing them together, you could do that if you were carrying a soldering iron. So all of the stuff I just mentioned really doesn't take up much room like Sometimes it can get, you know, a little junky and everything just kind of falls together and it's hard to find stuff. But if you just put it all in one little toolbox, all of these items, you know, um, you'll save yourself a lot of trouble. And a lot of these items you'd expect to have provided for you. 
Um, and oftentimes many of these items are provided for you because they're a part of the event or the show. And, you know, they were prepared in providing this equipment, uh, which some people don't think of all the little details like that. But if you can bring them for yourself, then at least you know that you'll be able to get through a show if you're in a situation where you're the sole person responsible for for operating. A lot of times you're on your own and all you have to do is bring this little toolbox and you'll be able to solve a lot of problems. So I hope that was helpful. I know for sure I'm leaving some stuff out that I might not have thought of. I know I've seen some pretty advanced personal toolkits where people have a whole whack of different stuff in there um, that would definitely not be provided by the company or by the venue. And, you know, this is just some of the stuff that I carry around with me. And I hope that it was helpful and gives you a little bit of insight into stuff that you should be bringing on shows. So thanks for listening. Uh, Until next time, I'll see you guys later.